0: My husband, Bard, likes to plan trips, vacations for our family. Sometimes we never go on those trips, but many times we do. He plans a great trip, and I believe that provides some stress relief from his regular job. The best thing for me is that all I have to do is pack my bag and show up ready to go. One year we traveled with our youngest son to Texas to visit colleges. We found ourselves in Waco and soon we pulled up to what I would later learn was the Dr. Pepper Museum. Now the Dr. Pepper Museum is nothing, nothing like the world of Coke. The only thing in my humble opinion worth seeing was the building where Dr. Pepper was started. So Bard told John and I that we had an hour in the museum while he took some calls for work in the car. That experience led me to research what other kind of museums were out there so that I never found myself in that position again. Did you know that you can find a museum for almost anything in the United States? In the beautiful destination location of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, you can find the Salt and Pepper Shaker Museum where there are more than 35,000 shakers. Anybody ever visited there? As you travel our great country, if you find yourself in New Mexico, You'll want to stop by the International, not the National, but the International UFO Museum and Research Center located in, can you guess where? Roswell, New Mexico, of course. Traveling further west, you'll find the International Banana Museum in California. There, among all other things banana, you will find a plaster one with a sign next to it that says, Not a Banana. Seriously, how do people come up with these things? So as you venture north in Minnesota, you're gonna find the Spam Museum. And we're not talking email spam. This is your favorite potted meat museum with employees who are dubbed Bassadors. I like that. Finally, as you reach the great state of Wisconsin, you can visit the National Mustard Museum, which lures you in with free tastings. My youngest son, who graduated from the University of Wisconsin last year, loved to take his friends from Georgia to the Mustard Museum just for the quirkiness of it all. Now you may be wondering why I'm even talking about all this, but today we talk about the main ingredient for mustard, the mustard seed. Mustard is one of the smallest seeds measuring about one to two millimeters in diameter. Now, if you don't remember your metric system, that's about one eighth of an inch, so it's pretty small. In our scripture passage from the Gospel of Luke, we find Jesus in the synagogue on the Sabbath. He's just healed the woman who was bent over and couldn't stand up straight. The synagogue leaders had been irate that Jesus healed someone on the Sabbath, but Jesus had told them that it was only right to heal this poor woman, and so they walked away ashamed. What follows are the parables of the mustard seed and the yeast. Hear now this reading from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 18 through 21. Jesus said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what should I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again, he said, to what should I compare the kingdom of God It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. This is the good news according to the Gospel of Luke. Let us pray. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our everlasting redeemer. Amen. What is the kingdom of God like? To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? Both of our parables, both of our short stories that refer to God's power, God's kingdom, answer that question using something small, a mustard seed that is no more than an eighth of an inch in diameter and some yeast granules, which are also very tiny. The kingdom of God that Jesus is teaching about is what we often think of as being where we will be God after we die. And yet, the kingdom of God is also here on Earth. It is a kingdom that we, as followers of Jesus, are called to work to spread throughout the world with God's help. As a community of faith, we've been called by Jesus and sent to spread the good news in Dunwoody and throughout the world. Over the last year, members of our congregation and our staff have worked on identifying the core values of our church, of Dunwoody UMC. Those core values which will lead us to accomplish our vision for the future. So today we are in the third week of our sermon series, which feature those identified core values. The first two that we've talked about are seeking Christ by seeing and being Christ ourselves. And showing love by showing up. The core value we look at today is serving big by serving small, and we enter that conversation using these two parables that Jesus told. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like yeast. The kingdom of God starts small and grows. It grows like a mustard seed which germinates and grows into a mustard plant that is big enough to offer shade and protection for the birds. It is small yet powerful like yeast that when mixed with flour and water will expand and nourish many. Sarah Greer shared with me that her mother taught Sunday school when Sarah was young and when they talked about having faith like a mustard seed and they talked about the parable of the mustard seed, her mother took a handful of those seeds and put them on some wet paper and then on top of the seed she placed a sheet of glass, something like a window pane perhaps, And as the seed sprouted and began to grow, they lifted the glass higher and higher off the table. What a great example of the power of the growth of the mustard seed, a great example of the power of faith put into action. In our parable, the kingdom of God is not likened to the mustard seed itself, but to the growth of that seed. The growth of the kingdom of God depends on our participation. It depends on each of us putting our faith into action. While each of us may consider our actions alone to be small, together with God and with each other, we can accomplish big things. Bakers use yeast when baking most breads. Yeast is a live single-celled fungus, ew, that lies dormant in the little yeast packets or jars that you buy in the grocery store. But when it reactivated with warm water and flour, the little beige granules of yeast begin feeding on the sugars in the flour and then release carbon dioxide that makes the dough rise. In the parable of the yeast, the baker puts a small amount of yeast into three measures of flour. That three measures of flour would be equivalent to our 50 pounds of flour. That's a lot of flour mixed with some powerful yeast to make a lot of bread enough bread to share with others because there's no way that baker and her family can eat all that bread before it goes bad because there, no, there were no preservatives at that time to keep it from getting moldy. The beauty of this parable shows that even small beginnings can be powerful and can change the character of the whole A small amount of yeast mixed into a cup or two of flour and some warm water can change that mixture into bread that is light and airy and delicious. A small amount of your time and your talents can change the world and it can help to share the kingdom of God, the love of God, the grace and forgiveness and power of God with others. In 2010, Anne and Johnny Stone, two longtime members of our church, were delegates to the North Georgia Annual Conference in Athens. That week, the conference featured a group called Stop Hunger Now. This group would package meals with rice, soy, dried veggies, and vitamins, and then send them to areas of the world that were in need of food. Johnny and Anne had the opportunity to volunteer that week to pack meals. Anne told me that they were overwhelmed in a good way with the process and the outcome of this mission project that they were so fortunate to participate in. Each table there was set up with two funnels and all the ingredients needed to make the meals. 10 volunteers would crowd around each table, which made for an interesting and close-knit event. The Stones worked at one station that day and loved both the sense of community and the knowledge that this small effort on their part could make such a huge difference to starving people in the world. The Stones were inspired to bring the project back to Dunwoody UMC, where they asked then Senior Pastor Wiley Stevens to approve Dunwoody's participation in the ministry. That was the beginning of what we now know as food stock. It became a project to participate in on the great day of service until 2012, when Sean Taylor, Wade Hatcher and Keith Lauder were also moved to expand that ministry into an entire day event. Since 2010, we have packed meals on the great day of service and we continue to do so to this day. When our participation with what is now called Rise Against Hunger increased with the entire day event, we have packed an enormous amount of meals. This year, we had approximately 1,250 volunteers who packed over 285,000 meals in one day. Friends, this is an amazing example of a mustard seed event which started small and has grown so much bigger in both people involved and the number of people fed, from 31,000 meals in 2010 to 285,000 this year, all to feed the less fortunate in the world. This is what God calls us to do. This is the core value of serving big by serving small. All our ministries start with someone who feels the nudge to serve God in some way. And then they faithfully serve as leaders and recruit others to help them live out the call to further God's kingdom. I recently reread the story of Corey Tinboom in a book titled The Hiding Place which I highly recommend to you as a great book. This book is about Corey and her family during World War II. They lived in Holland and were involved in the resistance movement. They were put in prison for their involvement in that resistance as well as for hiding Jews. The book recounts their time in prison and in the concentration camps. And they're not stories that are unfamiliar to us. Sadly, we know when we have read about these horrific circumstances. Corey and her sister Betsy had grown up in a Christian home. They worshiped God and they did their best to follow Jesus' example. But it wasn't until they were imprisoned that we can see the real calling God had for them. Rather than becoming angry and bitter about their circumstances, they relied entirely on God to help them through. Their faith grew as they began having church services with the other prisoners sharing a hope that the other women desperately needed. Starving and sick women living in flea and life and lice-infested dorms crowded around Betsy and Corey as they read from the Bible that they had smuggled in and had kept hidden from the guards. These women were desperate for something to hang on to, something to lead them through the darkest days in their lives and in the history of our modern world. Betsy and Corey had been stripped of everything, but nothing, nothing could take away their faith in God. Instead, their faith spread to the point that thousands came to the knowledge of Christ during their their time at Ravensbrook. After the war, Corey continued God's work in such a way that she has inspired millions. That tiny seed of faith grew just like the mustard seed influencing and encouraging far beyond the reach of Corey and Betsy Ten Boom. Perhaps you're here today looking for something. Maybe you don't know what you're looking for, but you were drawn here today to find it, to discover it. I pray that within this community of faith, you will find what you're looking for and that God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy will be evident to you here this day. And if not today, hopefully the next time you're here. Faith in God can begin small like the mustard seed and grow in your life to become something larger, something powerful, something that is so amazing that you just have to act on it and find a way to serve God in the church, in the community, and in the world. Perhaps you've been coming to worship here week after week and you're ready to put your faith into action. Or perhaps you're already serving God in big or small ways, both here and outside these walls. Could it be that the simplest acts of kindness and service that we have experienced from others are truly the kingdom of God growing the world? And could it be that the simplest acts of kindness and service that we have offered to others are truly the kingdom of God growing in our hearts and our lives? That growth may be slow and undramatic. But God wants all of us to put our faith into action. God wants us to serve those who are not as fortunate as we are, those who live in the margins of society, those who are hungry, naked, and without a place to sleep at night. God calls us to be the mustard seeds and the yeast which expand the kingdom of God to the ends of the earth. Can any one of us do that alone? No. We need the support and the guidance of God, and we need the help of each other. As Dunwoody United Methodist Church, let us live out our core values. Let us see Christ and be Christ to others. Let us show love by showing up for others. And let us serve big by serving small. That is who we say we are as a community of faith. In the words of Corey Ten Boom, we must mirror God's love in the midst of a world full of hatred. We are the mirrors of God's love so we may show Jesus by our lives. Can God count on you? Are you in to help spread the good news and to mirror God's love to the world around you? I am, and I hope you'll join me. Let us pray. Loving and living God, may we be a community of faith that lives out that faith in both big and small ways. Help us to be sowers of the seed that it may bear fruit in the lives of others and offer them shelter from the storms of life. Help us, O God, to be open to the change you desire of us, that in turn we may be the leaven, the yeast in our society for the proclamation of your kingdom. Lead each of us to find that place where you have called us to serve you. Let us strive to be your followers who seek to spread your kingdom in this world. We pray all of this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.